0: Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello there, and welcome to Dogs with Jobs. I'm Kate Fairweather, and today I have a bit of a treat for you. We're talking to two gorgeous border collies called Jessie and Lassie. Love that name Lassie for a Border Collie. And uh, we're really examining the overlap between nature and nurture. Uh, I think it comes up all the time in the dog world. Where does the instinct kick in? Where does the training kick in? And what's the interface between those two? So my interviewee today is Stuart Barnes, who is a New Zealander. He performs at country shows all over the UK. Normally his show is called the Dog and Duck Show. This year, avian flu prevented the use of ducks. And so instead of being the Dog and Duck Show, it was the Dog and Sheep Show. Which for us on Dogs With Jobs is kind of interesting because it's a really nice complement to the episode a few weeks ago on the National Sheepdog Trials, which I went to uh, just outside Barnsley. Stuart is interesting. He's written a book called The Way of the Dog. He's very articulate and he's had a lifetime working with dogs and has what we in the UK call the gift of the gab. So he was a bit of a delight to talk to. So I'm going to leave you with him. And before I do, please, if you're listening to the podcast and enjoying it, consider leaving us a rating and a review, ideally on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts from. We'd really appreciate it and every bit helps. So... Here we go, Lassie and Jessie, the two gorgeous border collies, and Stuart Barnes. I'm with Stuart Barnes, and I feel like I'm seeing the the kind of backstage here, and indeed we are literally backstage, because we're behind your sheep show at the South Downs show. But what we're here to talk about, and what I was fascinated by, was your um, display yesterday with a couple of collies. Uh, rounding up sheep yet with no training about how to do that from either of these dogs tell me about the dogs. so it's Lassie and Jess is it
1: that's right so we've got Jess is a two-year-old dog she has been uh, trained on her um, command so she's she's what I call kind of like a remote control robot she's got no experience yet she's quite still young Um, so she really hasn't um pushing the boundaries of thinking things out for herself but she's doing really well with her commands so I can make it go left, right, stop, walk up And
0: when you around. say commands, are those the universal sheep dog yeah. commands?
1: Well, I think for over here they are um, depends on where I am in the in, in this beautiful planet. Um, because you're over, from New Zealand I, can tell. I am a Kiwi but I, I've worked all over the planet, um, I work with wildlife a lot so um, so Jess has got come by as her left and away as her right, uh, lay down walk on and uh, that'll do so there's a pretty universal commands in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So And she's really good at them. She's she's really responded well. She's very keen. She's what we call, I go, I go put dogs in on energy groups, high, medium and low. And she's between medium and high. So she's very focused and her instincts are very strong. So, you know, she just loves to work. Absolutely loves it.
0: Okay. And the other one, Lassie.
1: Lassie's um, had a little bit more of um, probably a tougher life. Um, she was with a, uh, a farmer who didn't really um, have the time, maybe, or had a couple of bad experiences when he tried to do some training with her. So she spent she's only just over a year, and she spent ninety nine percent of that in a kennel, probably. I'd say, oh, um, right. because the one or two times he said, "Oh, I'll go out and train my dog," um, Lacey's in the high energy group. So she's the one who is much more hard for all dogs. This is all dogs in general. When you get a high energy dog. Um, it's, it's it's a different ball game to a low energy dog you know the high energy dogs are the ones where a lot of dog trainers are always struggling with or always trying to make excuses they've got a, a mental uh, or energy imbalance or chemical imbalance blah 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 it's just I put it simply medium high and low so she's high energy so she, she would have taken off from the farmer I imagine uh, I know she was biting sheep and engraving sheep it just wouldn't come back so
0: she started with in a farming context yeah she was
1: definitely um, a young dog a farmer would have got as a puppy and you know typical story I'll train it up as I go, um, and because she's in the high energy, and it's very easy if you don't understand those types of dogs. Um, they're very easy if you don't set up the right scenario. The dogs will easily lose contro- you'll lose control of them.
0: And what does lose control in a sheep farm scenario mean? What, it's what-
1: when a dog uh, just bolts from the owner. Um, it, it goes into tunnel vision. It gets locked onto the you know prey, or this one, in one case, it could be sheep, or it could be ducks, it could be chickens, um, and it takes off and disconnects from the pack. And it does its own little agenda, uh, which usually ends up y'all getting overexcited um, when they go into this elevated state of their mind, uh, and they start latching onto things because they they use their mouth like we use their hands, um, and it doesn't mean she's trying to eat it. It just means she grabs onto it trying to stop them getting away because they don't have the 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 experience to gives sheep space, they kind of all run at them at this age or get really close to them one sheep breaks away and their reaction is to grab it. Okay.
0: So Lassie at one years old, because to me in the pet world, that's still very young isn't it's it? Extremely young. In but the working world as well I'm guessing.
1: Uh, it depends on who you talk to. I like to give my dog's experiences from an early age I think it grows their mind um, and they get more desensitised to things so um, in, in the pet world we call it socialisation yeah. um, but with farm dogs I actually start introducing them to more experiences you know at, at a few months old we take them down to the creek experience water we take them you know different areas we put them you know even as the quad bike's not even moving we put them in a dog box on the quad so they get used to hopping in and out and then eventually we move a couple metres and we take the dog off and on and we use these experiences to grow the mind of a dog um, just locking the dog away it's like teak, not teak, uh, sending your kids to school it's not going to learn maths to read And if you're just stuck in a house all day you have to educate um, and, and we do that in a. it can be in a natural way I think a lot of farmers make a mistake though when they try and train dogs when they're trying to already do a job like oh I've got to go move the sheep uh, from paddock A, paddock B I'll oh, just bring the young dog out and I'll whip it around and at the end of the day, 99% of the time, the farmer's always worried about the sheep getting through the gateway than really what the dog's doing, because that's their job.
0: And how long is the training window, the really important training window with a farm dog, do you think?
1: Wow, that's very... If you've got the time and you've got the patience and you've got the effort and you've got a good scenario set up, I can put... A, in six weeks, I'm going to have a dog going left, right, sit. I mean, if I had Lassie for six weeks, I'd have, a, I have her as... Close to a stage Of Jess um, She's got a different Energy group than Jess She's slightly higher yeah. So she might take A little bit longer Just to um, Just to Just c- to calm her down when she's working but you know six to eight weeks are going to have a dog fully trained but that doesn't mean they're experienced there's a big difference from experienced dog to a trained dog
0: the context that we are speaking in now is i was watching your show yesterday and i was really taken with what you were talking about with what i call going with the grain but talking about the instinct of the dog and how you draw on that and build on it To, to work. So so talk us through what you're doing because y- you've got a show, it's called the Dog and Sheep Show here.
1: And Yeah, no, that's not a name. We've had to change it because you guys love your pandemics over here. We've now got a bird pandemic. My business for 15 years now has been the Dog and Duck Show. I've been very successful. I mean, I, I think I uh, in 98 or 99 I was on country Countryfile a couple times with Anita teaching her how to work a sheep dog. So and um, loads of stuff. So we've had a lovely run. I, I started it though um, to not train dogs, to train people. I'm a I'm I really want to come across I mean I'm Stuart Barnes dog behaviorist if you YouTube me or um, on my website and stuff but I'm really here to uh, get people to understand dog attacks have gone up in the UK by 76% I mean and over... we're talking in
0: 2023 so is that is that a recent figure
1: um, it's, in a, it's, it's, it's a number of years so I think it's the last five or ten years don't quote me on it um, it was a period of time where dog attacks have gone up and it's still steadily going up it's definitely not decreasing um, even over COVID, um, ownership of dogs went up 44%. Yeah. So there was an incredible amount of people wanting uh, dogs in their life um, because it was, they weren't at home and stuff like that, which makes sense. But unfortunately, And I think
0: we've happy. all seen that explosion of dog ownership. Oh. I mean, we notice it here in my little town in Petersfield <laughs> where all the cafes take dogs now because so many people have yeah, them. Yeah, so, exactly. But yeah. the problem
1: is... Um, it's a little bit like you think. Oh, everybody has children; it must be easy. And then people realise it's one of the hardest things you ever do is raise a child in the right way. So um, it's the same with dogs. Dogs, um, if you don't understand them, it, it, I've seen so many families ruined. I, I, and so going back to your original question, I wanted to do a show that wasn't just like dogs walking out there being inch perfect, uh, sit, walk up, go left, go right. I wanted them to um, see it actually with good dogs, but also dogs which weren't behaving so that's why i use these like i've got with lassie here completely so it's a dog. point
0: of comparison because you've got one trained dog and one untrained yeah. dog and, some, and you're showing the extent to which there's a difference in behavior related to sheep and herding but i'm
1: also trying to show that i can communicate to the untrained dog perfectly well and get it to do just about everything the trained dog do, does by using that dog's language instead of i mean my whole philosophy is if we are the most intelligent creatures on earth why are we making our domestic animals understand our language instead of us <laughs> understanding theirs and it's just so i've lived in nature half my life and it's so simple there's only one language in nature it's called energy and body language and and, and that's why i was horse whispering For my first job in the uk I was actually horse whispering over here it's the same um, same setup you have to communicate if you communicate to the way dogs understand they respond instantly because I get it straight away um, and i don't need to shove biscuit in its gob. And i'm not against that idea or water pistol or clickers you get a different level um when you ch- communicate to them in a way they understand i think it's a deeper level they're not looking at my pocket every five minutes for a bribe or anything like that they're looking at me and my eyes and they want to please me more than anything else because i'm using energy and um, uh, um and the love and the understanding that pack uses nature naturally so it's a deeper i, I used to train I mean, when I started, I was programmed to train from fear. Um, And and that's where the word came from. Breaking a horse was breaking a horse. You have to break their spirit to be able to train them. That's where we get all these words from. Um, And I realized at a very early age, I was only 14, 15, I had four horses, I had 16 sheepdogs, lived with those very scary hillbillies in the Southern Alps. But I learned watching my own dogs and my own horses, and I learned how they communicated. My dog under me was communicating in a way to my other dogs in a way i wasn't i was using fear based and then i wanted to start mimicking it because it was working better they had more respect she walked through the pack they all just calmly went away from I mean, and showed her the respect so i got taught very quickly by my domestic animals but really sunk in when i lived in nature and i saw the universal language in every single thing I saw, it, you know, and that's the realization our own children have it, and then we program our children out of it when they're two or three years old. So, the, my dog and duck show was something about I wanted a bit of everything. I got a very small window to put 30 years of my experience of, and I'm still learning, don't believe me, I'm not, I'm not saying I know it, I'm, I'm, I'm still a kindergarten in nature um, at school, but we, nobody else probably has the time like I had to devote their lives to learning in nature. So, I'm trying to show what I've learned uh, and I've never been to I haven't learned this through any other way but myself and watching and learning from the animals.
0: But Stuart you've also you talked yesterday about some experience in Africa watching wild dogs. How has that informed your training approach and your approach to farm dogs?
1: So nature to me is my church. Okay, I feel more peace and more in harmony with, uh, than I've ever felt in my life. So I used to be a backpacker. So I used to get a tent, disappear in the, um, the Acordero Vango, or you know, I've been. I, I went to twenty-two different. Go walkabout. <laughs> walkabout in Africa, and I've been to about twenty-two different countries in Africa, and I and I do it basic. I don't do it. Um, I just have a tent in my backpack and a hammock, and I change the clothes and I disappear and I. I loved. Um, the energy they gave me so my domestic animals make my money but when I'm in Africa and I my favourite when I came across the wild dogs and I saw actually their evolutional scale of canines was incredible you know they have an incredible way of working where they even their system they leave the old dogs who can't hunt very well with the pups on guard and the pups are protected the old dogs go out and get food they eat incredibly quickly because of the hyenas and lions they go back and then they regurgitate not just the mother but the all sh- the mother's the only one who has the litter. They all back her up. They all regurgitate the food for the old dogs, the pups. I mean, that's unheard of. So
0: there's a really clear social structure oh, there. in the-, the And you're talking wild dogs here.
1: These are the painted dogs, wild dogs. I've got a few different names. But I absolutely fell in love with their evolutional development of... Um, working as a social structure but not just that they they even communicate and not many other animals do that their vocals we all know about wolves howling you know if one will get lost they howl to find the pack and all that kind of communication but I try not to judge really hard, but this does really, is a nail down my chalkboard, is saying we've, um, dogs don't have instincts anymore because we've domesticated mm-hmm. out of them. And that's a bit like a red rag to a bull for me. It's the only thing right. I get, I, it's only my only button I've tried to, now trying to defuse. For me, why if that's my simple question is, if that's the case, why aren't we using a Labrador to run around sheep uh, or golden retriever? Because we, we can't train dogs to do that. Dogs, the collie dogs are related to the wild dogs of Africa. They have that ambush effect where the wolves, and they, not every tactic, but when they go hunting there's a tactic one of their tactics is ambush of food alpha females hiding with the highest rankers the younger dogs run the impala back to her the impala think they're getting away but they're running straight towards the most perfect ambush the alpha female decides she's already picked out dinner the old one the weak one the one with the lame leg mm. she goes in for the kill and they kill 8 out of 10 times no other animal can do that so you're
0: talking there about a coordinated ambush almost like a military operation really, 100% and the alpha female
1: up, runs it all
0: which I found very appealing in your show yesterday yeah <laughs> 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 Always nice to hear that acknowledged.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, the alpha male is there to support her. I mean, they all support her, but yeah. she is the kingpin.
0: I know it's quite a visual thing, and we're talking, and, you know, you can't see what we're talking about, but when I was watching you yesterday, Stuart, um, it was very visual, because you had the sheep, in this case, in between you and the dog. And if you went right, the dog went right, staying opposite you all the time. And if you turned direction and went left, the dog turned left. So... The dog was... It, it was as though you were acting in concert, and yet it hadn't been trained. So that ever. was Lassie, wasn't it?
1: That was a brand new dog which just came out for the first time. <laughs> and, you know. So th- this this is what I'm trying to get across to. Mm. We've never trained a sheep dog to run around sheep, ever. No one has ever done that. I don't care what people say, the top shepherd. We do train them on commands, but what we do is by using their language, we put commands on it. So that the why, why does she stay balanced with the sheep in the middle, and I can go left with my body without saying a word, and she goes left? She always stays at 12 o'clock from me because it stops the food escaping to us. We see some sheep or some ducks. To a dog, it's cheeseburger and fries. Okay, and it's exactly what I was talking about in the wild dogs. It's the ambush effect. So to stop the sheep getting away from the pack leader, which is me, she wants to keep the food at my feet. So if I go left, she goes left, and I can put a command on it. Um, If I go right, she goes right, and I can put a command on it. But no one has ever trained our collie dogs to do that. But
0: what you're talking about there is... A breed lab- instinct. Yeah, but you're also talking about labeling her actions, aren't you? She's going left, you're putting a name on it with the command. It's command And associating on it, yes. it with I'm not them. putting a name
1: why she does She does that naturally because she's hunting. Exactly.
0: And you're giving it a name. Yes. And that's a shared yep, bit of yep. communication between you exactly. and the dog.
1: And then a Which I, is
0: very different conceptually from. Uh, somebody teaching. going out there
1: and just training the dog to run around sheep. Because yep. we can't. Yep. We can't do that. Yeah. We're not that clever, us humans. I think yes. we try and take a bit too much on sometimes when we're training our dogs. We use their breed instinct. So imagine a tree. Every single dog, exactly the same, has a survival instinct. Exactly. doesn't matter if it's a chihuahua or a great That's a tree trunk. Then you get the branches. Now, they're the breed instinct. That's their favorite job in the world. That's what they dream of at night. That's what they wake up wanting to do first thing in the morning. That's their passion. And then you get the energy groups, high, medium, and low. If you understand those three things about a dog, you understand dogs.
0: So talk me through that, because we mentioned that at the beginning... When you're talking about energy levels, that's part of how, you, when you look at an individual dog like Jess
1: or like Lassie, read
0: you're reading them in terms of their energy levels. What's the significance of that when it comes to working and oh, how huge. you might bring them on?
1: Huge. I mean, my wife Explain calls...
0: what a low energy dog is. Okay.
1: Firstly, my wife calls me high high maintenance, but I'm just a high energy guy. So you can <laughs> tell that by way I talk, why I'm doing I'm, I've got high energy and yeah. that's just my group. And you, I can deal with that. I know how to can handle that. And that's what we need to do, understand with our dogs. And is,
0: that, is that relating to extrovert, or is it wrong to draw a human comparison
1: no i mean I, I i i i'm sticking with your energy groups because um you also get the in, in even in those groups but mostly energy group, high energy groups are the kind of outgoing you know really full-on um, wanting to go 24 7 so you can put a whatever label what makes you feel comfortable but going back to the low energy groups i, I call that the lotto dog you know, you get a dog where you want to go for a walk? Yeah, go for a walk. You want to watch a movie? Yeah, watch a movie. You want to curdle? Yeah, welcome. A- Those are the dogs which uh, my five year old son could train a dog like that. And that's what I get worried about so many dog trainers out there now saying uh, they're claiming to be dog trainers. If you could, you can dog train hundreds of dogs like that. Even the middle, medium group energy dogs, where they, um, I call it, you know, a bit like Jess's. She's kind of medium, a little bit high, uh, She and she's got a lot of energy, but she's also calm when she needs to be calm. Uh, and that's medium high energy group. And that's kind of dog like, okay, can we go for a walk now? Okay, I've watched a movie. Can we go now? Can we go now? <laughs> um, and then you get into the most common dog problems. Uh, and it's probably about 80%, maybe even 90% of the people who come to me for help have got this type of dog. It's the high energy dogs which you've just done a 5k walk and it looks at like you going, okay, what are we doing now? What are we doing now? Let's go, let's go. Okay, I can't sit down. You know, maybe, you know, if you wait a while, it can finally relax. But also we can pass on our energy. Dogs mimic the pack. So yeah. if you've got a high energy dog, sometimes you've got to even have to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Am I giving them the energy? You know, I can see people screaming, oh, I don't do that! And they're jumping up and down. And the dog is reacting even worse because their energy is going through the roof yeah
0: for anyone with a kid that's like candy floss at the fair isn't it yeah yeah. 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 there are ways in which you transmit that exactly lots of people talk about transmitting your mood down the
1: lead 100%. 100%. 100%, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I do talk about that as well. So so that's roughly the energy group. but if you can understand the trunk the branches the, the the survival instinct which I read that book about called the way of the dog uh, and the breed instincts uh, that's is over probably 300 breeds of dogs now. Um, and then um, and then you get the the energy groups. If you you you'll learn if people looked into that before they brought their dog they would actually find the right dog, because there are a lot of cases out there where they get the wrong dog for the situation. Nothing wrong with the dog, nothing wrong with the people, but I had a 70-year-old lady today who was, you know, your son bought her a rock, um, a Ridgeback to be a protector from people. She has no way her energy is strong enough to be able to dominate a Ridgeback. I mean, it's just mathematics. So you have to think about, you know, also going into... What fits your life. What fits your energy. If you're a nervous, scared person, and you buy a strong dog, that dog's going to dominate you. It's nothing personal, it's mathematics. So what... What will Jess and Lassie be doing? Okay, Jess and Lassie, I might even risk it today because I've been working uh, Jess to do all the obstacles and she's been doing a lovely job. Um, and, and Jess, I'll, is he more
0: experienced? What? Yeah,
1: she's the one, she's been trained for the last six weeks and okay. it's it probably her last day with me today because she's going to go back to her own, owner because she's doing everything right now. Uh, she just needs time to have more um, experience. Uh, and with Lassie, um, I've been having the sheep in the pen and I've been putting her around her because she's still wanting to bite sheep. Oh, I'm against bite dogs biting sheep but I've had many debates with shepherds and farmers there is a place and a time for a dog to be able to stand up for itself and use its mouth in the right way remember dogs use mouths like we use hands yeah. so if there's a sheep let's say it's a ram or an old sheep trying to mash a dog into the ground yeah. farmers and shepherds will try and encourage the dog to stand up going here hold it hold it if you start training your dog too young to bite sheep or stand up to sheep like I don't start i train trained my dogs very young uh, not too very young by turn the two that should be fully trained in my eyes um without not a lot of experience but the, I don't start training my sheep dog to hold a sheep until they're about three or four I like to do and it holding later
0: holding is, is when they wh- can
1: grab a sheep and hold it okay. I think if you train and this is where I get a lot of debates with other shepherds and other farmers they don't okay. 100% agree with me but I think if you train a young dog who's not got the experience yet to hold a sheep it leads on to biting and okay. it leads on to them to make the decision not you to make the decision
0: so you need them to be grown I up I like them to have a bit of wisdom
1: before they start and realize only grab a sheep when I've asked them to grab a sheep okay. or if a sheep's starting to stand up to a sheep to headbutt it I can give them a command for them to do it when dogs are a little bit young yeah. sometimes we I've seen shepherds train their dogs too young to stand up to a sheep which yeah. we all feel like come on no, no, no that's fair enough The sheep's having no, a do go you know,
0: that is chiming with one of our early podcast episodes it was with a sheep farmer in Stroud, and he talked about the importance of young dogs not getting frightened by sheep
1: when they first
0: um, when they first start working, and I've he was sl- very careful with that, especially yep. at lambing because of the maternal instinct. Hundred
1: percent, and 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 the reason um, what I do is I do scenarios of training young dogs, so I don't just send them out in a panic and run them around so they can get knocked over by it. Because as soon as a, sh- dog, a young dog gets knocked, you've lost three weeks of training. Okay. Instinct goes back three weeks to build their confidence back up.
0: Okay. So
1: not it's not exactly three weeks, but it's roughly okay. So. Um, so what I do is when I um, get the training really done then I bring in some tough sheep some old ewes for some lambs, and I still have my training pen then I put my dog young dog around there but I don't leave it to do it on its own I and mean, when there's a small area where I can back the dog up as soon as the sheep starts clamping its foot I walk behind the dog the dog's focused on the sheep I'm trying to actually not let the dog see me and I walk up Behind the dog, so the sheep can see me, and it's knowing there's a two. So I'm putting, so I know I'm trying to teach the sheep. So you're showing the sheep not to have a go at the dog, but I'm supporting the dog to build up its confidence. And then when the sheep turns, the dog feels, I've won that battle, I've won that battle. And it's got its confidence. And eventually, I wean myself off. And when it's got a lot of confidence, even if it gets a knock at that stage, It'll it still okay. knows it's won five or six battles before it might lose a battle. Mm. And as long as a dog knows it wins a few battles, it will still keep going.
0: That makes so, so much sense. You're, you're setting it up for success. 100%. Yeah. But
1: you do it in a training scenario. Yeah. You don't do it like, I'm afraid, I don't want to throw all the farmers under the bus, but there's yeah. a big majority of farmers who train their dogs as they're doing a job, yeah. that's a recipe for disaster.
0: Which makes sense because it's an apprenticeship model. You're doing a your job full time, so you're hoping that your dogs oh, my pa- can my train you more
1: experienced dogs. Yeah. I mean, people say, well, "Do you train your young dogs with other dogs?" I don't.
0: Okay, well, that was going to be my next question, which is how much in a. I mean, I, I know that we're talking about your shows here, so we're talking about lots of theory. But in in a farming situation, do dogs learn off other dogs, or of course they do. Yeah.
1: Um, you've got to make the judgment if your dog, if you've got such a great dog for it to learn off, that there's no habits you, on that good dog you want passed on to the other dog. So I lo- I see a new dog as a blank sheet of paper, okay? Um, it's like buying a, you know, if I, if I got like, Lassie's a year old, so she's already, she's like buying a secondhand laptop. You don't know what virus is on there. You don't know who's programmed it. Yeah. You don't know. So you've got to work, you've got to
0: Kind discover of, the dog first. Yeah,
1: you've got to kind of see what you've wipe got. all the viruses out, do a blanket kind of over that virus to get, and then reboot the uh, laptop to get mm. it working again the way you want it working. So it's a little bit harder with a one-year-old dog who's been locked in a kennel all his life. So then my work's a bit harder. But in general, I see dogs as a, a blank sheet of paper and then I like to train them the way I so I see what their personality is, I see what their abilities are. Mm. I don't want them just mimicking another dog at this stage. I like to see what they've got. Yes, eventually I will run it with another dog. Um, if it's a nervous dog, then I'll definitely run it with another dog and I'll have the other dog just in the background. If I can't, you know how I just said I'd be in the place? Yep. Sometimes you want to move them on a bigger sheep, then I'd use a more experienced dog to have it as a backup in case like another a buddy. sheep. Yeah, baddies up. But I try and get the young dog do most of the work with a more experienced mm. dog in the background to be able to back her up if she needs it. Okay. Uh, and, but I'm not really training her off that dog. Okay. I think they've You're already got it You're kind of almost
0: like using that dog as a second you, as in Y-O-U. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, as a protection. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when there's uh, fun times, and I'll just go out and let dogs naturally. I don't like over-commanding my dogs, so sometimes I'll just get some sheep, I'll get the young dog, and I'll just walk around the paddock and I'll zigzag in and out without saying a word. And the young dog has to just learn balancing and keep it at my feet. And I'll do that for half an hour without saying one command, call it a day and take it away. And that's actually then teaching your dog how to read sheep instead of just looking at you for the next command so you 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 gotta balance that's
0: nudging them towards independent working then
1: so these two types of farm dogs these the remote control small farm dogs and these the mountain dogs mountain dogs are completely different dogs and i've trained many of both
0: now these are your names for particular types of behavior
1: Yes. yes. Same breed. So,
0: yes, no, Same exactly. Breed. sorry. So, just, just for any Different listener that hasn't listened to your sorry. show. Different way of training your So your dog. robot control robot is control responsive is, to your commands.
1: Yeah, and stop them thinking. They don't, they don't think told. for themselves anymore You because you've over-commanded them. And so this is a quick example. Walk up, sit. And the sheep starts running left. The dog wants to stop the, naturally, the dog wants to stop the sheep yep. running right. It starts running left to stop the sheep, but you haven't told it to. So then the farmer goes, ah, I said, sit, sit there. And then the dog goes, okay, and then he goes, now, come by. So the dog all of a sudden now gets told off every time it starts to think for itself. Yes. Um, and it gets told off. And then it gets the command when the farmer wants to give it to him. After a while, the dog's looking at going, hey, and everybody thinks that's the most amazing dog in the world. Yes. I personally don't. I think okay. it's a remote control robot. Um, and anybody who's with a bit of common dog sense can train a dog with enough time to do that.
0: So let's move on to the mountain dog.
1: Wow. Love. This isn't
0: dogs that are up mountains for anyone, you know, listening. This is your pet name for a certain kind of dog that's very independent-minded Yeah, and well, able, been trained, able
1: to work. Who's been trained to think for themselves.
0: And use judgment.
1: Exactly. And you need a lot more... These will take years to... By the way, these dogs are years of training, yeah. not months like uh, a, a remote control robot uh, because they haven't got the experience to think for themselves it takes a long time to make a few mistakes and stuff so I, I was a shepherd up in Glencoe, Scotland and I was a mountain shepherd in New Zealand with the horses and I grew up as a mountain shepherd um, and there were six shepherds out there so when we all got together we had over 150 dogs when wow. all six shepherds got together Not, it didn't happen often um, so we lived out there for months on end living in the remote mountains of the South Island uh, and I could send a dog It was so far away that I couldn't see what it was doing apart from the thousands of sheep moving in a direction. Wow. So they were so far away. We did carry binoculars, so eventually I could see it. Uh, and if it and so what what a mountain dog is, just briefly, is when you send a dog out off down the mountainside on the other side, and I used to do this even in Glencoe, Scotland, it would know how to it knows what it wants. It wanted, it wanted to find all the sheep, gather them all up, and bring them back to me. Okay. And without any commands. It knows that's its job.
0: And you haven't got a visual on that dog and it doesn't have a visual. Sometimes on you. it's
1: definitely in blind spots. sometimes it's yeah. not, it depends on what side of the hill it's facing, if yeah. you've put yourself in the right position. And you know, sometimes they're not perfect, sometimes the, the sheep are hiding under bluffs, so you have to go hey, you miss something you can recall it. So you'd like to keep an eye on them and you've still got commands on them, but you still you haven't over commanded a dog's top thinking for itself.
0: It's interesting. It's it's what you're talking about is very like advanced gun dog owners talk about their dogs where yes you send them off in a direction but you can't see what they're seeing they have to and you don't out. know on a real shoot where the birds exactly. are so you're relying on the dog's judgement and I'll, instincts I'll tell you, to find them. if it. I
1: can have time I've got a quicker story I can think of okay. when I was very young in Scotland early early 20s I was with a, a wise old uh, Scottish shepherd that was sitting there I sent my dog out and he rounded up this, he was called Spot, he was one of my f- oh <laughs> I fell in love with this dog, absolutely loved it um, he rounded up about well, about 30 or 40 blackies, they're called the Scottish black-faced sheep Uh, we call them blackies and he grabbed them up anyway he's bringing them what dogs do is like to bring them directly back to me once they've got once they've got the marble sheep I want to go straight back to the owner with the sheep they're very proud well unfortunately in the gully there was a creek
0: okay a river yeah, us. Oh,
1: sorry, yeah. Well, it wasn't a river. Rivers to us is stream. a big... It's a stream, yeah. That's okay. it. But the sheep were not, weren't keen to get across. And they knew the dog wasn't strong enough because there were so many of the sheep. They just kept going around in circles. Yeah. The dog was really, really struggling. And I said to the shepherd, old boy he was, and he's a lovely old boy called Walter. Um, he said, and I said, oh, God, I'm going to have to go down to help the dog get them across the creek because it's, it's, it needs more, uh, the sheep need more pressure on yeah. them to, get a, to, to make them jump. Um, and this dog wasn't going to do it. And the old boy said to me, hang on, just stop sit down have a wee dram um, <laughs> and just watch your dog give it a chance let it see if it can figure it out yeah. and i sat there and this is the first eye mean how these dogs can develop for themselves after about 10 minutes i'm thinking i oh, want to waste of time. that time My dog's gonna be really exhausted the dog stopped went to the bottom side pushed them aw- um, 90 degrees from me which is unheard of for their instincts pushed them up the creek and kept hitting them up the gully mm-hmm. to the creek got so small, or the stream they got so jump. small, they one of them jumped over on a sheep path, and then the dog gathered them all up and brought them straight to me. The dog worked that out without a command, was and that, that was the pin- first moment I, I had this I know, pins and needles look, I'm pins yes, and needles on. I, I, I just telling that story that again. It was one of the moments I, I already saw it a lot in New Zealand, but. It it just, you know, you get these little moments that add up to the big picture. And I had, it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. I'd seen it many times in New Zealand with this dog called Paddy, which is leagues above my other dogs. And when Spot did this, I just like, oh my god, these dogs! I've got to let them think for themselves. I've got to let them work it out more. I've got to give them more time, more space, more space to grow. You send your kids to school for a reason. We need them to grow and have experience. Send just dogs in the right environment; and they grow.
0: You let them go for them to mature.
1: Yeah, in a way. but very hard when professionally. It, you professionally. Know, we live in a world now where it's, everything's done at 100 miles an hour. We've yeah. always got a five. I mean, farmers have got 10 jobs to do in a day. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. you know, every every job's a massive job. Mm-hmm. So we, it's the time. If we don't have the time, we'll never have a good dog. I think you're
0: doing a great thing, educating the public. Just to get back to Jess and Lassie. What, what what does the future hold? So Jess is going back to her owners. Yeah, she's a she's cracking
1: dog. I, yeah. I, if I was living over here, I'd be playing, snapping. Yeah, I can see you like her. <laughs> I'm snapping her out, but I can't. What uh, about? Jess? It's actually my. I was at a show the other day it was at Isla White, and I had about three farmers come up, going, "Oh, are you selling that dog?" Um, so she's a <laughs> cracker, um, a real cracker. Um, this little, little dog here, which mm-hmm. in the show Jess? yesterday, she's a bit nuts. She was jumping up and down, trying to chew a lead, try, biting the sheep through the um, pen. I had them in. She's going to be a cracker absolutely see incredible in her when she's actually working the sheep uh, I might be brave enough to let the sheep out the pen today, I don't know how I'll feel yet I'll just see how she behaves, but she's got this incredible style, and I can see it in her, she's going to be an amazing amazing sheepdog, really good sheepdog, so I'm very excited for her future A natural, yeah, yeah, exactly. But she was on the road because if you don't see that and you don't have the time for it, you know, she attacked a bunch of sheep on a farm. Farmer couldn't deal with it. She was on a really negative road. Those dogs end up
0: kind of rescued her actually. Well,
1: she there wasn't going to be too many people who gave her an opportunity like I have. Um, So she was on a road that didn't look good Mm. because she was just out of control because she wasn't listening, she wasn't bonding, uh, and she was just straight after what doing her own agenda. Mm. Um, So if you don't, if you leave a dog in a kennel, you're not making a bond with them.
0: No. No, I can see that well Stuart thanks for chatting to us I look forward to watching the show again today I watched it twice yesterday I really enjoyed it right up my street oh thank you honey well I hope you enjoyed that and it is the eternal question that comes up again and again instinct versus training nature versus nurture you hear the discussion all the time about humans and about dogs and I thought Stuart was interesting on it and it was definitely interesting to see in the arena. Now, I've got coming up a number of interviews that I've got scheduled, which doesn't mean that I wouldn't always welcome more. So do get in touch if you work your dog or dogs or have something interesting. Um, I'm not going to jinx next episode, which I'm hoping will be very exciting and take us all the way to Italy. But uh, (laughs) you'll have to wait and see. So do subscribe and I will see you at the beginning of the next month. Until then, have a great month. Dogs with Jobs, presented by Kate Fairweather and produced with John Wellsman. If you're running a local event, Shine Radio can help you get it noticed.
1: Get it in the guide. Our local events guide includes events across Petersfield, Liss, Rogate, Eastman, Clanfield and Harting. We
0: broadcast them on Shine Radio and list them at shineradio.uk.
1: And if you're part of a voluntary or non-profit organisation, your event can be in the guide absolutely free of charge. Get it in the
0: guide. Just email team at shineradio.uk and we'll help you to get it in the guide. Because at Petersfield Shine Radio... You make it shine.